This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We are going to take a bit of time now to take a look at some new recommendations and some new research when it comes to the reproductive health of women and in particular egg freezing and how that has changed over the years. Dr. Neve Tallon is with the Olive Fertility Center, also the co-author of a new study and joins us on the line now. Dr. Tallon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Jill. Just to um, to mention, I'm not actually an author of this guideline at all. Um, I'm a close colleagues with some of the people who have written uh, this guideline on behalf of all of us working in this field. Oh, right. I will I will take that off of your title that was given to me. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Uh, but you have studied this uh, and you deal with this. Uh, how has it changed as far as egg freezing and doing that practice? How has it changed over the years? So um, primarily when we started out, um, you know, prior to 2013, we were doing egg freezing or embryo freezing for women or couples who had a cancer diagnosis. And we're looking at preserving eggs or embryos for future use because chemotherapy wipes out a woman's egg reserve. But since 2013, um, our technology has become a lot more successful. It's more valid. We have greater outcomes with regards to eggs surviving thaws, being able to fertilize and lead to embryos and and births, that we are now looking at offering this to women for the purposes of um, freezing eggs for women who are trying to preserve age-related decline in fertility, meaning they're not ready to try and have a child today, um, but they would like to set aside something for potential use in the future if they run into trouble. Uh, because how important is that as far as aging and if you think that it's something you might want to do down the road to think about it and maybe be proactive at a younger age? Absolutely. It, it is essential that women get more information about their own fertility. If we look at age-related um, decline, we, we as women, this is distinctly a female issue too. Men can conceive up until the age of 80. You know, uh, Charlie Chaplin had kids in, in his later years. Um, But women, we see, uh, are born with our total egg reserve, and we lose them over our lifetime. But not only that, they acquire more genetic damage over our lifetime and then are not as viable and have a lower likelihood of of leading to a live birth in the future. So for women who really want to know what's going on with their bodies, because this is a silent thing, you would never really know until it is very much too late for you and um, your reproductive outcomes is really to be proactive, get a referral, look at having testing done, which cannot predict whether or not you will have a baby in the future. We don't have those tools, but they will estimate for you how likely are you to look like someone else in your age group. Do you look like you have a lower number of eggs than someone else at your age group? Does that, is this something that's so important to you that you want to look at freezing eggs? Well, if so, you would want to do so knowing the potential outcome. And for that, you need to know how many eggs you have yourself remaining. And is it accessible for women or is it still something that's quite expensive? Well, it, there's a cost associated with the treatment because it's still um, not funded in any way. So, yes, we are trying to make that more accessible um, at our clinic to patients. I think, you know, what women need is more their options laid out for them in terms of egg freezing, whether they want to do that today or later on. It allows them to plan over time as well. 
there is a large body of literature um, that also makes the argument that it's more cost-effective for a woman if she were to freeze her eggs at a younger age, and really we say under the age of 38. So it makes a lot of sense for women to do this earlier in their lives, like, again, under 38, because if they were to offset, um, you know, the, the cost of a treatment of egg freezing now, Versus should they get into trouble later, which is way more common over the age of 40. We see patients coming to us every day over the age of 40, and the prevalence of infertility at that point is close to 60%. And when you look at these patients, they're less successful than they would have been if they were younger, and thereby need to do more treatment and cumulatively pay a greater cost later Right, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. When women when women do this, or they consider this and decide to go this route, do do you do women freeze the eggs, or do you freeze fertilized eggs? So this is a conversation that we have with them. Um, the from the purposes of women being autonomously um, own, owning these eggs, well, they should freeze eggs then if there are they're theirs. If they fertilize them with a partner's sperm, say, and they're deciding to use them at a later point in time, they're shared ownership of those embryos, which is um, an issue that they, that they should be aware of, right, is that they, they, their partner makes decisions with regards to what happens to those embryos at a, a later date. Um, and so we do discuss that we have a greater amount of outcome um, like scientific outcome within our clinics that say, yes, these are the outcomes you should expect from thawing an embryo versus an egg. But we have a building amount of information on that with frozen eggs also. And so it's just with more time, we're going to see more um, evidence coming out to build like the validity towards egg freezing like even more. Right. So as it stands now, is freezing an embryo has better a better success rate? Um, I, that's really controversial. So, um, and even within this guideline, the recommendation that they make that, you know, you need to let women know that an embryo may carry a, um, a greater chance of surviving is based on very poor evidence and not a lot of evidence out there with that regard. So, again, you want to ask the fertility clinic that you're seeing for some evidence of, of what they are experiencing within their own clinic, which is really what this guideline is calling for. And does it help women as well in that, or, or does it lead us more to, do, do, do women choose more about the, the eggs that they're freezing or are they screened so a woman knows that they're not genetically, they're not defective or there's not something wrong with them? That is a fantastic question and I wish we could. So I stress this to patients, you know, when we have eggs, we look at them, um, we can tell if they're mature or immature prior to freezing and we freeze mature eggs only. We do not have a test of um, their quality, which is really, really whether or not they're genetically normal. And so really it's in their use that dictates whether or not they are normal or abnormal. And that goes for patients today who are actively going through treatment with fresh eggs that have never been frozen. That's the same thing. And we try to set the expectations for patients that, you know, one step of the process is getting eggs. The next step is to see what they do. And so thawing in essence, you want to see a good survival rate, but those eggs that are, you know, not as, as good will not survive a freeze and a thaw as well. And the same goes for embryos. You know, where our freezing techniques are really good, um, but we see only good quality embryos survive thaws also, and our survival rates are close to, you know, well over 90%. 
So um, what this comes down to is that is why there is no guarantee when we say to women, when you freeze your eggs, you're freezing a limited number. That is why there is no guarantee for a future live birth. But it makes sense if you're young, your eggs are better quality, they're less likely to be genetically abnormal, you're more likely to see survival of those eggs, proper fertilization and growth of embryos, and thereby a live birth. Um, and and there are t- there is technology there where we can test embryos to determine their genetic content and whether or not they're normal from the perspective of age. And that is something that women may opt to do if they create embryos with a partner or donor sperm to really determine even further, you know, are these genetically viable um, for me to use at some point in time. All right. We're out of time, but you have a free talk uh, coming up at the Olive Fertility Centre uh, Thursday, February 22nd. Uh, people can go to the website, I assume, to get more yeah. information? Yes. They can also contact us at info at olivefertility.com. We're asking to um, for, for people to let us know uh, for space more than anything else. But And you do not have to be a patient. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.